Hey yo, and welcome back to Final Checkpoint. My name is Joel. And I'm Ben, and this week we're going to be determining the most important game of the decade. Ooh. I'm staring longingly in the camera, but there's no camera. Oh, okay. Just imagine yeah. Ben's face, everybody. It's very intense. Don't. Uh-uh. Don't. Gross. Spooky. <laughs> you can find this podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify google play stitcher and of course the gamefanatics.com you can also send your questions comments concerns to final checkpoint pod at gmail.com ben yes 2020 is right around the corner we're still not living in a cool futuristic world with flying cars and robot maids but that doesn't mean that we're not really ex- that we're not excited for the next decade of video games, especially with new consoles coming our way. Uh, I'm really excited. We're getting so close. But before we jump ahead into the future, this awful looking future that we have. The hellscape of 2020. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I'm excited to look back and, you know, decide on the most important games for each year. Um, Yes. So I'm, man, I can, there's so many games. Like I was trying to think back, like, okay the last decade and i instantly went to the year 2000 and i was like nope <laughs> that's the wrong one like the wrong decade the wrong decade it's funny how many games are kind of like 2008 2009 and you think of them as oh it was five years ago but yeah no 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 we old as fuck oh it's it's a bummer yeah it's a bummer it's kind of depressing yeah, as soon as you can start thinking of things, and you're like, "Well, that was twenty. That was twenty years, and I remember it." Oh, oh yeah. no! Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. Time flies, but uh, let's uh, let's not bring it down no. to a negative thing. Let's talk about negative. the positive things, which is video yes. games. Yes. So uh, yeah, I uh, I um, um, I stole from Wikipedia. This is uh. what I did. Uh, Wikipedia has an entry for every single year in video games, which seems kind of unnecessary, but is very useful when you want to compile a list of the best games of the last 10 years. And I figured with the decade ending and with the console generation ending as well, it's kind of a fun time to go back and look and see what it is. But I don't want to talk about our favorite games necessarily or the ones we, we had the most fun with or whatever. I kind of want to look at it year by year and see what's the most important game that came out then. It might not even be the best one, but the one that has the longest lasting whatever uh, of all these games. And you know what I just realized? I don't have PUBG or Fortnite, and I don't know what years they came out in. Um, so we need, PUBG, we need I believe, was 20... Like, I think it was the Seven. end of 2017. And then sure. Fortnite, like, do you mean like the Battle Royale or the, uh, that was 2018 Well, it was the same sure. year was yeah. the Save the World. That was 2018? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Last minute Googling. Oh, no. Oh, no. When did Fortnite <laughs> Battle Royale come out? <laughs> now, going back to the point of, we're old. <laughs> yeah. When did PUBG, what is PUBG.com? said Battle Royale um, as free to play on September 26th of 2017. Okay, yeah, 2017. Wow. Yeah, we solved that. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was something else when I was looking at the list. There was a PewDiePie mobile game. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, but that was in 2015. Oh, jeez. 
it was like, how long has this been going on? We're too old for this shit. I can't believe it. Anyway, that. before we die <laughs> of old age, go back to 2010, and I'm go. gonna, I'm just gonna list you off, and you can, you can stop me if you want. There's a lot of big games in this list, and they're in no particular order. Actually, they're in uh, chronological. All order. right, cool. So 2010 starts off with a bang for me with Bayonetta. Freaking love Bayonetta, but we also have heavy hitters. Ow, I freaking smacked my table. Speaking There's of heavy a, hitters, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. The uh, Mass Effect 2 Ooh, came out in 2010. A banger. Final Fantasy 13. Okay. The original Nier. Oh, damn. Which gets a big shout out because we're the only two people that ever played that game, and it's great. Yep. Two uh, copies sold. Two copies sold. <laughs> and that, that was enough for a sequel. Yep. Red Dead Redemption. Oh, wow. Damn. Mario Galaxy 2. Alan Wake. Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, which I hate, but people like. Uh, it's the worst one. Super Meat Boy, which is great. Yeah. Halo Reach. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies. Okay. Limbo. Wow. Alan Wake. I'm Now I'm reading them out of order, so the chronological shit doesn't make any sense. It just stuff. went nowhere. And Heavy Rain. Oh, do any of those stick out to you as the lasting, like the biggest, most important of 2010? Um, I feel like, oh man, to me, it's probably a tie between Red Dead Redemption and Mass Effect 2. Okay. I want to throw in Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain as was well. Really good. Yeah, Heavy Rain was, was also. Just as where we can see storytelling going. Yeah. I feel like the biggest thing about that year was sequels like sequels that were really good because mm-hmm. red dead redemption was a sequel to red dead revolver and then we got mass effect 2 which was also like one of my sequel. favorite it was we just talked about on the last episode it was one of my yeah. most impactful games um heavy rain i think was something that was very new as far as like the way storytelling is done because i think and, like, we started seeing that genre really pop up a lot more afterwards, like, with, like, L.A. Noir and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether it was more impactful than, like, Mass Effect more 2 important. and... Or most important. what Whatever either of these things Yeah, mean. whatever they mean. Being, <laughs> I guess, important to, like, gaming for that year or whatever. Or maybe changing some, you know, the way games yeah, are thought of. a benchmark of sorts. Yeah, I think Red Dead Redemption 2 was something that was really special because I remember when it came out and meanwhile, me and all my friends played it and loved the game itself and then the open world in, like, the multiplayer uh, mode was awesome. But, like, it's so hard to ever want to put anything over Mass Effect 2 for me. I, uh, well, I never really played much of the original Red Dead and I think... I think we have to give 2010 to Mass Effect 2. It yeah. is just such a benchmark, such a big game that to this day, people will not shut up about. And it is, it's a phenomenal game. It is, definitely. Hands down. Oh, it's still good. It even plays well still. Damn it. It, it better. I haven't played it in years, but I want to replay the trilogy, man. I just want to go through them all again. Re-release it, Bioware. Ugh, it's more EA's problem. EA, cowards. You jerks. <clears throat> okay, let's move on to 2011 to not belabor the point. Uh, and I, I'm kind of um, cutting some things out <laughs> as I 
as I do this list. <laughs> games that don't belong on the list, possibly. <laughs> games that I just wrote down as like, oh, that's good, but I, I you know. Yeah. Eh, is it good enough? This is a big year. 2011, very big year. I'm scared. Portal 2. Oof. Already, already big. Damn. <laughs> the Witcher 2, which not a lot as many people played as obviously Witcher 3. That's a phenomenal game. Uh, Bastion. People love Bastion. Yes. Uh, Dark Souls. Uncharted 3. Mm. Arkham City. Oh, shit. Skyrim. And Minecraft. Oh, dude. Oh, and I, it was almost a really hard year until you said Minecraft. Yeah, see, that's the thing is Minecraft officially launched in 2011, and there's no way you cannot pick that as the most important game of that year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just no way. We just watched the uh, YouTube rewind video the other day just sure. for like just see what it what it was because I don't really understand it. I don't really understand YouTube, as a matter of fact. But um, I barely use it. Yeah. But the top, the most viewed game of 2019, still Minecraft. Fuck. Crazy. Well, so I agree. Minecraft is, is hands down the most important game of 2011. But if that wasn't there, I want to say Dark Souls. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just because, like, it, it's easy to pick Skyrim, but I, I feel like it's kind of shitty now like it just doesn't live up it's been surpassed whereas dark souls is still this thing that's growing and it's still tough to beat the original dark souls yeah i mean and it be i mean without dark souls i mean demon souls is you know obviously the the first and that introduced a very limited amount of people to that type of genre but dark souls really took it you know to another level and made it this genre that people started copying and we see it everywhere still we still see people like dying for these games you know like uh neo that's coming out um yeah. we just played jedi fallen order and it's having such a huge influence that i would if not for minecraft i would say it's definitely one of the next like most important you know games on that list especially with the fact that it just influenced a whole new genre of games that it's almost like if you don't have a dark souls ish type of combat system in your game it's not really considered like difficult <laughs> you know like it's sure so it's, and, it, and yeah go ahead it's, it is permeating like you're saying even with jedi fallen order it is getting its little tendrils into so many different types of games and i it's really changed things like you look at um pressing r3 to, to lock onto something yeah that is in so many games now and it did not start until Dark Souls or Demon Souls, really. But that's now a commonplace thing. I, wasn't it God of War? That it's also R three. Like, yeah, and I think a, it, it had like a little bit of an like Dark Souls had a little bit of an influence on God of War's yeah. combat as well. Or using the shoulder buttons for combat. The new Assassin's Creeds. Yeah, I've copied that. It's kind of insane how pervasive some of the even less you know hardcore elements of the Souls games have. Yeah. infiltrated other games spread like wildfire oh yes but uh so minecraft, very big year. minecraft was definitely a huge influence yeah. on the gaming industry on indie games on the whole idea of a game that is slowly released as like you know alpha beta and then 1.0 and yeah. you know made survival crafting games like 
the new thing and we still constantly see things like that and um so, some of my favorite types of games i had a lot of fun in, in minecraft and there's there's still like you know obviously now it's owned by microsoft um and they're still doing new things with it and we're gonna see more minecraft stuff in the future and it's still it's still breaking in the money man it's crazy it, it is wild how much that still makes yeah and i noticed it I had would... like almost like a what is it called like a renaissance or something like that um this year with uh streamers on twitch just everyone started playing it all of a sudden i think it was uh i'm trying to remember who really started it but um i noticed like all a lot of big streamers were just playing minecraft and i was like what the fuck is happening (laughs) what is going on here (laughs) what year is it what year is it yeah Yeah, i think that just is a testament to how good that game is yep pretty damn good so Let's move on to 2012, the year uh, that the Mayans killed us. Oh, jeez. And that was what? That was 2012, right? Yeah, we survived that one movie. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something happened. It was snowy. Something along those lines. I think, I think we got hit by a volcano. We right got away. hit by a volcano. Like, well, not hit. Like, we, I think where I live, we were part of, like, where Yellowstone exploded or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. That thing is what I meant. I'm in the blast radius, I think, for that. Or, like, the san francisco fault line or whatever it is yeah i think in arizona you would have either been hit by you were hit by a volcano <laughs> i like the way that sounds um, <laughs> I love that. or uh a tidal wave possibly <laughs> take me away tidal wave 2012 we have mass effect 3 <laughs> uh fez which i want to shout out i love fez actually One of the really best like fez. indie games yeah of uh of all time but 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 borderlands 2 Ooh. persona 4 golden oh damn pop that in there journey okay all right far cry 3 Ooh. this one's in here just for us xcom damn damn right not the most important but xcom and diablo 3 oh shit now, that was the PC version. I'm not including how it was on this console. The first time it was available is when I'm doing it. Yeah. Well, first time I played it was on PC, so that's what I'm going to consider. Okay. Um, Perfect. This is a man. tough year because nothing's, like, huge. Nothing. Yeah, nothing's really jumping out at me as much, but, like, I would say, I don't know. They're almost, oh, wait. like... Oh, I neglected ahead. to say one. Hold on. Sorry. The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, shit. The first season, man. What's so funny about this year, in particular that we're talking about, not 2019. Um, oh, okay, that was good specimen. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were like those games were like Diablo three, for example, and Mass Effect three were really important in a different way, more like a negative way, where like community blowback actually affected a game in a certain way, like huh. how they had okay. to like add the different ending or whatever for Mass Effect three uh, because of the complaints from you know customers and you know the community fans and whatever yeah yeah and then the real money auction house from diablo 3 and how it launched and then the loot system and just all this shit that was wrong with it so i almost see those as like important things that we now see still happening to this day where like communities are now affecting the way games are produced and developed um but damn persona 4 like we with all the craziness that we see now with persona 5 royale or the Royale or whatever. That's, I feel like Persona really blew up. And then we had, um, uh, shoot, what was that last game you mentioned? I feel like it was important. 
Oh, The Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yes. Also, initially not, like, when you think about it, not a negative thing. But now when you think about it, kind of like, oh, that that didn't end so well, did it? Well, it didn't end so well for the company. But I think that game ushered in episodic games for better or for worse, and that's still more or less going on. Yeah, Life is Strange blew up because of that. We had a lot yeah. more, like, what do we have? Like, uh, The Wolf Among Us, um, the Batman series. Yeah, they had two seasons of Batman. They had Guardians of the Galaxy. They had uh, Game of Thrones, uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. The Guardians of the Galaxy. So I said that one. You did? Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> There's just so many. I mean... It really did kind of bring back the almost like adventure mm-hmm. genre in a little bit well, of a different way. And it started the choose your own adventure kind of storytelling style that uh, Heavy Rain, I guess Heavy Rain also had that. But this, I think, made it more mainstream. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing it introduced was episodic um, releases. Sure. Yeah. This um, is a tough year to pick. I would say Walking Dead was very, very important to the gaming industry and how it was really like on fire for so long and then started dying out. And even with everything going on with like Life is Strange, how people are really digging it, but it had not been talked about almost the entire year because of the release schedule. And so now we see like the initial like fire that that had like, oh my God, this, you know, Walking Dead is great and the episodic stuff is cool and now we're waiting for the next season. But in the end, like, it's really hard to keep, like, a, what is it, fervor for, like, a game mm-hmm. or, or even just a story when you have to constantly wait months and months and months to get the next episode. Right. So Well, no one, no one brings it up. But uh, the Resident Evil Revelations 2 was episodic, but in a kind of stupid way, where it was weekly. Weird. So you could ju- you could just buy the game outright and then have like two three hours to play every week for a month. Okay. And it was awesome like that. I really enjoyed. Oh, it's Tuesday, episode two's out. I can play this game for three hours. And they added little um, stuff to the side mode every week. And oh, here's another week. Here's more content. It was it was a fun <laughs> little drip feed of stuff. Um, I they really the only game I've ever seen do that. Wow. But. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It was yeah. obviously just a way of like, I guess maybe we can make more money by putting episode one out and you could just try that. And then like it was a, it was a thing they were trying. Also, that game's really good. Yeah. But no yeah, one thought it. It's so. what I heard. It's what I've done heard about it. And then I didn't hear anything about it forever. <laughs> it's literally just me. I'm the only person who's played that game. <laughs> Man, we're keeping some, it's like Resident keeping Evil some games in business here with Nier. <laughs> yeah. We did a lot. people out of business. Yeah. We've done a lot so for I'm the put, gaming I'm community. Picking, I'm bolding all the winners. I'm bolding Walking Dead. I, I think even with the life and death of kind of what they did, it we're still going to feel the effects of The Walking Dead first season for a while to come. Well, and they also did have, like... I mean, it, it started such a great, like, series, you know? Like, Walking Dead was on mm-hmm. fire around that time, and the first season of The Walking Dead was really good, and... Like, people were affected emotionally by it. And I think that's also really important is, like, we started seeing games have this different effect on people. Like, later on, how we see with, like, um, The Last of Us and games like that where where these games are more than just, like, jump in and 
smashing things, they can tell a great story. And that's like even more important than the gameplay portion of video games for some people. Mm -hmm. I agree. 2013. Now there, there's not, I'm not going to list that many. Okay. Because there's like three big choices. Yeah. The last of us. (gasps) Bioshock Infinite, I want to throw out there. Really love that game. Me too. Yeah. I Gone really Home. Oh. Final Fantasy XIV, Realm Reborn. Yeah, baby. And GTA V. Oh, shit. So, that's a hard one. Yes. Really. That's I, a I, tough one. I mean, I you would have still... to pick GTA V. But... GTA V, I would say... Well, let, let's discuss the GTA V part first. GTA okay. V, like... I don't think it was as important that year. I think it was as more. It became. it became more important because of the online and or the online multiplayer and and the the, I guess how it built up and how it changed and now how it monetizes and that's the main thing is this the multiplayer is just raking in millions of dollars a year, um, keeping GTA Five on like, NPD like every week or every month. I mean, um, yeah. It's, I mean, so I think it, it's definitely an important game, but was it more important than The Last of Us? That's a tough one because overall, most people would say that GTA five, like single player wasn't like that great. <laughs> like and a lot of people really like it. I don't really care for it that much. I never finished it because I just didn't really give a shit about not only having to try to care for three protagonists, but not a single one of them I really cared for. So it made it hard to want to stick with the story. That game, sure. that game think... still plays funny too. It still has like a weird lag. All Rockstar to games it. play like that. Yeah, but, but like San Andreas and like Vice City oh. didn't play like that. They played a little more arcadey, which made them move a little bit faster. But these were a I little stiffer and like just a little bit more laggy. And the driving after a while got okay, but like still not great. All I did in that game was drive. It was the only fun thing for yeah. me to do. Yeah, I would do, like, the races online, and I really enjoyed that part. But, like, I don't know. The single player, I didn't think was that great. And in, when it initially released, the online wasn't that great at that time. So I really don't know if it was that important of a game compared to something that came out. Well, know. do we want to just get it off here and say no? I mean, it was worth mentioning and discussing for sure because, I mean, huh? I think if we don't mention GTA Five at any point, like, it'd be weird. Because of sure. just what it means now, but it, it like do I feel like it's more important than The Last of Us and what that did for video games and how it's still, you know, what uh, what did it do for video games? I, I like Last of Us is an amazing game. What did it do besides deliver like a perfect experience? It didn't change anything. I guess that's did true. It? I don't think it changed any. I think it maybe AI. I think maybe it. it it showed like a bar for studios. Like it raised the bar it, too far. It almost like raised the bar. Like, yeah, like, Hey, we can produce something that not only plays well, but has an incredible story, looks great and affects people in a certain way. Like, I mean, I like it's, it's definitely an important game, but you're right. Like what did it do? That's why I almost want to pick final fantasy 14. Because that is such the comeback story. They killed it. 
you like the game. Even I like the game. I don't even like MMOs, and I like the game. And it just continues to be pumping out these loved releases. Yeah. People have been saying that the latest expansion, too, is, like, the one of the best ones for any game ever yeah. made like any, any other people yeah it's like this is the best rpg i've ever played like the best yeah. rpg story i've ever played and it's in this mmo I, I that's what i think you have a really good point because especially after i watched the the no clip documentary and knowing what went on in the background and how they literally were rebuilding the game while still supporting the initial release of final fantasy 14 mm-hmm. and they went through like like the, the most impressive thing to me is how square enix came together to fix this game because everything was so segmented when they made the original final fantasy 14 and they had, um, I think it was Tabata. I don't, sure. I don't recall his first name, but Tabata, um, came in and basically said, we're no longer going to work in segments. We're going to work as a team every morning. We're going to get together and go over what we're working on, what the next step is and how we need to help each other. And he basically like, I mean, he saved that game. Without without his management, I don't think they would have saved that game. Obviously, he didn't do all the work, but like, if right. I'm telling you, watch that documentary. It, it's impressive. It and that's that's a big ship to turn around. This is not like a small thing. Oh yeah, like and we I don't think we've ever really seen that before with a game as far as like, no, basically not to that scale. basically remaking it <laughs> at the same time that you're supporting it. I think it's uh, bizarre. Yeah, like. I think you have a pretty good point as far as like that being a really important game because it we see comeback stories like that nowadays with like No Man's Sky and possibly in the future with Anthem. Um, I mean, when we yeah. saw Fortnite was most likely going to be DOA until they added the Battle Royale portion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was for that six weeks or something that it was out without it. It was just like, whatever. Yeah. You hear that? Bioware, Anthem people, there is hope for you but very put a battle royale in it yeah stick a battle royale and uh, call it realm reborn boom so i'm picking i'm picking for 2013 i'm picking realm reborn i'm highlighting that one you convinced me that's the winner i, I think that's a good choice i think that is me, a good, i think it's like me. almost like a sleeper choice you know like most people wouldn't expect that choice when you see the last of us in like grand theft auto 5 but i think it yeah is. but it just makes sense like i love the last and it was one of your games last week right yeah. I love that. It's probably in my top 10 games of all time. Yeah. But it just executes everything so well. It doesn't really change the game. It's true. You're right. You're right. I'm hoping the second one does. It's a good ass game. Got it. That's a good. I want to play that game again. Yeah, me too. Damn it. Like a month before, we should play that game again and then like have a whole episode about the last, yeah, first class. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down to do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. 2014. This is a. Uh, I'm gonna start deleting shit. This is not a very good year. I'm just gonna let you. Uh, <laughs> I have GTA Five on this year also, so I don't. Oh, oh that it, was the re-release. The re-release. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, what am I doing? We have Smash Four, Dark Souls Two, Shovel Knight, Wolfenstein, Watch Dogs One, Mario Kart Eight, Titanfall. Um, and that's it. Ooh, it's not a very big year. I feel like Shovel Knight is important. I agree. Wasn't it crowdfunded? That was crowdfunded. One of the most notable uh, early crowdfunded Kickstarter games that actually made good on their promises and delivered not only the game, but a phenomenal game and continues, continues. to... 
<laughs> put yeah. out the same game again. I, I think King of Cards is coming out soon, isn't it? Shovel Knight. Oh King shit! Of yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I I think that it that is the important game because it really because that was kind of like what was happening around that time. We saw all these games being kickstarted and just really not nothing was going on. Yeah, disappearing for years and and just who knows what's happening. I I can agree. That's a pretty light year. Yeah. Uh, and overall, it was, it was a great game too. It's a great game, and I think it's nice to have some indie love on here, and to to kind of shake it up. But it was definitely when I was making this list. Yeah, there, there's clearly years on here where it's just no, not great, not that. Maybe I missed some. Maybe there's some 2014 game I missed, but yeah, I didn't see it. I can't recall any because I know 2015 is is a pretty good year too. Well, if you if you can think of something that I forgot, definitely let me know. But 2015 is a much better year. Uh, I want to give my shout out to Life is Strange, Ooh. 2015. I love that game. Uh, we have Until Dawn. Okay. Metal Gear Solid Five. Fallout Four. Witcher Three, and Bloodborne. Damn, that was and a good that year. That is a fucking year. I think. I don't know why I thought Bloodborne was 2016, but I don't know. Um, nope. Damn. That, that's tough. That's really tough. I think we can rule out Fallout 4. Yeah, fuck that. Unless we want to talk about their fall from grace as, like, Ugh. that's what's important about it. I mean, uh, that's one factor there. Um, there was another sure. game you mentioned that made me think of the same thing on this list. It was one of the first few. I'm trying to remember. Oh. I guess you should have sent me the list. <laughs> I mean, I don't know which one that even would be, mister. Yeah. Um, Does not matter. Man, that's tough. Witcher 3 is I, like... I would say it's, it's an important game because it really showed... Like, a studio that... You know, had been kind of under... Not underground, but like... Not really well known as far as like in the in the console community, right? Yes. Because most of the Witcher games are on PC. Now they're, you know, I think they brought The Witcher 2 onto Xbox eventually. Yeah, they did, I think, um, the year or two prior to this. Yeah, so, like, they weren't as well known. But the one thing I remember when I bought The Witcher 3 was the postcard that it had in it saying thank you Oh yeah. to, like, the consumers, which is weird because this game is, like, great. It's huge. It's dense. Like, it's... But it's also, like, a world you can get lost in. So it's almost like we should be thanking them for giving us this, like, <laughs> thing. Um, does that make it an important game? I mean, I don't know. We see all the hype around, like, cyberpunk because people just want something else from these people. Um, I, I I think it is. I think, I think it has important. to be because I want to pick Bloodborne for obvious reasons. But Me too, I but... I Witcher 3. Yeah, I mean, the Blood is Blood kind of what we did with... Um, the Last of Us. With the Last of Us. What, yeah. I mean, what Bloodborne, did Bloodborne do? It's Dark Souls, but they they. I mean, there's a lot of changes from Dark Souls to Bloodborne, but it's it's kind of just a tweak on that formula, and there's a lot of tweaks. Yeah. But Witcher Three showed, like, it just took that formula that was kind of popularized by Bethesda, and just knocked it so far out of the park, like it went into another baseball stadium across the country. Like they just crushed it i think it's important because it showed in comparison to bethesda 
what you could really do when you yeah when you build your game well and take your time with it and you know upgrade it don't make it look like your older <laughs> like your game that came out last gen yeah this was it's on a scale and scope that we still don't see really many other games maybe the assassin's creed games now are just as big right but yeah those are definitely i there's you know, no, nothing else i would say that oh i feel like the witcher is still probably a little bit denser of a game but then again i remember Od- odyssey was like overwhelming and we got to remember this is a giant game filled with tons of content tons of quests and it has an excellent story for like so much of it i mean side quests that are better than main quests of most games and dlc that's supposed to be really good too and i think yeah i think one of the dlcs is actually just as big as the game if not bigger um i i don't know about that i think one of the dlcs is supposed to be like 40 50 hours though oh my god i barely played 40 hours of that game yeah that's about which is about as much time as i put into it was just so much it's too much it's great though perfect it'd be perfect if the switch ran it well because that is a game i could take on the go with me no, that is a game I never want to play on Switch. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> the exact opposite of what I want to do with that game is play it on Switch. That's fair. All right, I'm picking Witcher 3. We can move on to 2016. Okay. And this one, I think, has a... I don't know. Some pretty clear answers. We have Stardew Valley. Ooh. Overwatch. Oh, shit. Final Fantasy Fifteen. Okay. And what else is on here that's super b- No Man's Sky? Oh, damn. I mean, obviously it's Overwatch. It has to be Overwatch. Yeah, it's not even Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say the only thing that's really important about No Man's Sky is that it was a for for people, for some for I guess critics and people out there that were expecting something different, it was a letdown. Um I know you and yeah. I have mentioned this a few times already, but we liked the game that it was yeah. vanilla no man's sky was fine it was fine um actually recently i think watching the mandalorian really wanted to go back and play either star wars the old republic or um or play no man's sky just for the ship part hmm. um overwatch is definitely an important game especially that year it yeah. set the world on fire and you know it led to the overwatch league but it just it showed that Blizzard was, you know, that's they still had it. That they still had like this, this ability to make a game that you know brings communities and players in, and people you know build friendships off of it. They compete, they fall in love with characters, and they dig the lore. And it, I mean, they just really knocked it out of the park. I'm not a like a big Overwatch fan. Like I, I enjoy playing it here and there, but like watching it take off was crazy it was cool i'm still surprised at how big it has become yeah (laughs) yeah it is certainly an excellent game and and it goes to show that that blizzard continues to kind of like treat their community well because with overwatch 2 how they're making it to where even if you don't buy overwatch 2 you can still play um pvp with overwatch 1 and overwatch 2 so like you're not really missing out other than like the single player stuff that's an interest. It's a weird. Well, yeah, I, I'm curious as to what happens with that in the grand scheme of things going forward. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the main thing they want to do is keep 
the competitive scene alive and you can't really do that if you like segment off like oh we have part one and part two like if they yeah all of a sudden made and you can't have a league too. that's like well this is the two league and this yeah. is the 1.0 league okay yeah i think the main thing you're going to be paying for for over with overwatch 2 is like the upgraded i guess tech in it and then the single player stuff but yeah and, uh, yeah. very very important very important so that, i think that's a move right on to 2017 this is a big year um and yeah. i'm not gonna list off everything this was the year the switch came out so we got things like mario odyssey oh shit breath of the wild okay but we also got things like persona 5 jesus near automata assassin's creed origins cuphead destiny 2 <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn, and PUBG and Fortnite. So, okay. So, <laughs> I I can instantly move everything else off the list and focus on Battle Royale, for sure. I want to pick anything but them, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, well, that's the thing. I, I like PUBG a lot. I think PUBG was this, like, it was moment. Fun. It was this moment in time where people like went crazy because it came, it almost came hot off the heels of H1Z1, which was at the time, the biggest battle Royale. And then PUBG came out and everyone moved to PUBG and was like, that was it. And then Fortnite came out and Fortnite to me blew up bigger. It, it, and well, it had, it had the secret weapon of being on consoles. (laughs) It had the secret weapon of being on consoles and also like, being relatable to not relatable, I guess being able to attract like the younger audience without parents really have to worry about like violence as much as like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is cartoony and it's free to play. And um, there's, you know, the guns are even kind of like fake in a way, like they're very cartoony and which it's so wild. And it made it such an accident. I know they, they could have had a different art style, art style, art style for this game. And they, they just happened did. to not, and they're like, oh, it's a T-rated game. I guess we just make it not have blow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, like, I mean, if it wasn't, obviously, if it wasn't for H1Z1, there'd be no PUBG. If there was no PUBG, there wouldn't be Fortnite. But yeah. Fortnite is the one that really blew up and really affected the way, you know, I, I wouldn't say it was, like, the reason why loot boxes are, like, so rampant. That's definitely Overwatch's fault. Um, mm-hmm. But it showed that you could have microtransactions without them being predatory because it's all about the skins. You're buying skins, you're buying emotes, you're buying stickers. You're not, you're not getting an advantage with a skin. It's not a pay to win situation. Um, and it's not really randomized because you see what you're buying where overwatch was the exact opposite of that, where you you're buying all these freaking boxes and you're opening and there's literally like youtube videos of people opening like 100 boxes at once and that was like Mm. and people would start buying them because they want to do that they want to feel that where fortnite was just like i like that cool skin i want to buy it boom i bought it and um epic just makes billions millions of dollars off of it yep i think that's a stacked year but i think it has to has to go to Fortnite. There was a like lot of good games out. and But really, like, even if we go, like, if we think about it, right? If we talk about, like, Horizon and we talk about Breath of the Wild, I would say would be the next on the list, probably, for most important yeah, game. Yeah, I would but, agree. 
But all it really did was like show us like, hey, you can have an open world in a Zelda universe, sure. and people were like, oh, I want that, but for like Pokemon, and we didn't get it. But I, <laughs> when you look at the importance of, you know, what it means to that year and what it what it did to gaming, I mean, Fortnite, hands down, hands down, I agree. Twenty eighteen, we're almost to now. Almost there. We're almost now. 2018 is Monster Hunter World. Hold on, my computer's being stupid. Uh, God of War. Detroit. And Red Dead Redemption 2. Ooh. Well, and Smash Ultimate 2, I guess. But yeah. hmm. That's a tough one. Because I love, I know we both loved Red Dead too. Yeah. Love God of War. I didn't even put Spider Man. Spider Man's on there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, great game. It's not as good as a lot of these other ones. <sighs> That's a tough one. But is it God of War? What did God of War do? What important thing did God of War do for us? I mean, it was my game of the year that year, and it's on my, I think, my top ten of all time. I'm trying to think what my game of the year even was. That year, mine was God of War, for sure. And I know Red Dead was on my list, Spider-Man. I don't think Spider-Man made my list, but it was, like, like near. It was, like, an honorable mention. Okay. But that year was, like, was crazy. <laughs> was oh, so yeah, my, my game of the year was Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, Red Dead, I, I'm trying to think what Red Dead really did, but it was just like, kind of like, like just what, for that, the moment yeah. it created, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, I think it's an incredible accomplishment of a game and I mean, but what else is it besides a really good sequel? I... I mean, there's a lot of realism in there. There was a really there's good a story. Lot, there's a lot going on with, uh, like, character AI and walking around and, and uh, being able to talk to people and how you do that if you pull out a gun and what the, how they react. And I mean, that, that, world, that world was alive. Yes. I mean, it's... But damn, like, it's really hard when you think about that list and those games that are on that list as far as, like, what what did they do? <laughs> Nothing jumps out to me unless it's like a game I love. Yeah. But as mo most important, I th it has to be Red Dead or God of War just because those are going to be games we talk about for the next 10 years. Yeah. But I feel like God of War is going to go down in history as being the more beloved. I think it will. I mean, really, like the only thing that I, you know, looking at those games, looking at games like spider-man looking at games like god of war and then the year prior looking at um horizon and then before that looking at bloodborne i mean I, I think by then especially seeing god of war we just were kind of like it just kind of confirmed that sony had the best like exclusive games so i don't know if that's mm -hmm. super important i think it's important because like that's one, one of my main reasons that i usually stick with playstation is because the exclusives that they do have are the types of games I want to play. So, I don't know. That's a hard one. That's a hard year because it really just wasn't like 
I guess as crazy. It was just more oh, wait like get to this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a rough one. I, I would I would say maybe can we do a tie? Can we give it to both? Yeah, sure, fine. Give it to both. Why not? It's our show. Make up the rules. Yeah. Fuck that year. Fuck that year. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> uh Resident Evil Two. Mm-hmm. Anthem. <laughs> uh Control. And Death Stranding, I think, are the big standouts that I have written down. What are your thoughts on Pokemon being on that list? For the controversy? <laughs> I think for the controversy, and I think for, like, the community blowback is a good reason. Um, I'm not opposed. Yeah. I mean, like, really, I think Anthem is an important game. and not. I almost... <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was thinking that exact thing yeah. of, like, I think Anthem should be the one. I, and I think the reason why is because of everything we heard about it and the development hell it was in. And I mean, it's, it's state. It, it brought out that. And it also like, I feel like other developers and other companies were like during that year were exposed for certain things that were similar, like just not good work environments. Sure. Um, people not being treated fairly, like with the whole riot stuff. Um, I mean, even I, th- I think even Quantic Dream had issues at a certain point, but I think that was the year prior. But it Duh. really, it really brought to attention yeah, the shit show that EA has. It really did bring it to the forefront. <laughs> yeah, it really did show us like EA has no idea what they're doing, and we've seen that with the Star Wars license. You know, luck. Thank God they had respawn to save their ass. I know. Um, Jeez, this is the only good studio they have left, apparently. Yeah, but then they they like whatever they did to visceral whatever they did with bioware to to bring them to this point that they're at (laughs) where they're shitting out a game in like eight months (laughs) like it's it's crazy it anthem is important because it really showed us like like what the hell is happening at ea it's definitely being mismanaged yeah it's important because of it's the only game we picked that's important because of how much of a disaster it was. Yeah, yeah. In so many different ways. I uh, agree. I agree. Let's pick Anthem. Let's, it, at uh, least we, it got we, an we, accolade, we, right? <laughs> it got something. It was bound to win something. It is important. <laughs> it is certainly notable. <laughs> Let's see if we can pick the most important game of the decade. Oh, damn. Now, I'm going to do it this way so I don't have to read off 10,000 things. I'm going to get rid of Shovel Knight. Okay. I'm going to get rid of... Oh, shit. I can't get rid of any other ones but Fortnite. Do we think Minecraft is the winner? Let's look at it that way. Is What's more important, Minecraft or Mass Effect 2? Minecraft. Minecraft or The Walking Dead? Minecraft. Or Final Fantasy XIV? Minecraft. Or Witcher 3? Minecraft. Or Overwatch? This is where it starts getting tough. See, so I think Minecraft, Overwatch, and Fortnite. Yeah. That's the final three. The final three. And out of the three, I guess when I really think about it. Yes. 
if I think about the majority of this decade. Now, that's not super fair because Fortnite and Overwatch are more recent releases, but the fact that okay. Minecraft is still super relevant and it's still it still has this like spot at the top of many lists and it's still one of the most viewed games on Twitch and YouTube and it's like I I don't know I just feel like it's still so much bigger than everything even if it went away for just a little bit it was still always selling people were still always playing it and then it just kind of like came back you, yeah you can't I think kill it I, I I it's between Minecraft and Fortnite I, it's a very close call now if we I don't know if Fortnite had maybe come out is around the same time as Minecraft, right? And it had been around this many years and we get to see what effect it really has on the industry. Sure. Like there's almost a chance so, that it could be Fortnite, but I, I think Fortnite and Minecraft both have a lot of similarities as far as like who they're important to. They're important to obviously like kids and they make a shit ton of money. They make a shit ton of money with merchandise. I'll put it this way. Let's 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 change it. Fortnite is a little nefarious with loot boxes, just the fact that they're there. Yeah. And season, uh, what are they? Not season oh, passes, battle, battle but whatever. Passes. Yeah. The battle pass. Um, whereas Minecraft is Minecraft, and it is just as big and pervasive without any of that shit. And it's also, I think, the best-selling game of all time. Yeah. Or, like, the second best, something like that. I think it's... Isn't GTA... GTA is one of the best-selling entertainment franchises. I don't know if it's sold more copies than Minecraft. I think copies-wise, I think it's Tetris and then Minecraft. Something like that. Okay. Damn. But Tetris is weird because it's like every single version of Tetris is grouped into one, so it's, like, kind of cheating. Yeah. I don't know why we don't just dis un like disclude it then. I think Minecraft is the most important game of the twenty tens. Yeah. I would agree. And the only close second is Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. And then Overwatch. That's the top three. Yeah, I definitely would put Overwatch in there. Um oh, shit, I think I was trying to read Minecraft has officially sold 176 million copies. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it is... Uh, GTA is like 100. Yeah, GTA was like a little over 100 by now. Yeah, 110 million copies. Oof. Um, this... Let me see when this article was published. That might be super important. Oh, this is from May. So it's probably sold a lot more since then. Both of them probably sold a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean... Will we ever see a Minecraft 2? Probably not. I think if they try to do that, it would lose a lot of the, I guess, uniqueness of what it is. Because Sure. Because I think we're going to see more of those Minecraft dungeons, Minecraft whatever. Which is cool. Like, Minecraft Earth is yeah. out now, um, which is kind of like their Pokemon Go-ish version. Not um, doing it. No. Uh, dungeons look pretty cool, but the last time I actually watched gameplay of it, it did kind of look like, um, I don't know. It didn't look as cool as I originally Like, uninteresting thought. Diablo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially once you see, like, Diablo 4 gameplay and, you know, the Path of Exile stuff. 
I was like sure. instantly like not interested in dungeons. <laughs> I no longer care. Yeah. Well, I think it's just gonna be very like toned down and more for like kids. Where like these other games are gonna be way more up my alley. But yeah, my, like the biggest thing that drives Minecraft, the the Minecraft's community, are the mods, the mod packs, and the different things you can do with them, and how you can just play a completely different game in the Minecraft universe <laughs> with those. Because that's all I really see people play Minecraft, but a lot of those, you know, things that they're playing are mods. Really, I mean, you people still play like vanilla Minecraft, but it's not as fun as throwing in a, a mod pack and you know suddenly having a fucking unicorn that you can fly with. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird mod, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Minecraft. We don't have any Yay. prizes, no trophy. We just get to just say that you're important. Sad clapping. Sad clapping. Yeah, that's it. It's <laughs> pretty sad. Just the one. Just the one. Good job. They did it. Congratulations. Congratulations. So we're pretty close to an hour. So I'll leave it up to you, Ben. Would you yes. like to take some time and discuss games that we have been playing recently? Or would you rather save that for uh, another episode? Well, next week we're going to have a state of play and the game awards to talk about. So, oh damn, that's true. I I'll I'll do it real quick. Okay. I also don't have too much to talk about. I want to give my final thoughts on Jedi Fallen Order. I will not Okay. I will not give out any spoilers. Um and I I wanted to talk about more about Pokémon now that I've finished like the main story. So, I'll let I'll let you go. Okay. Uh I'm going to do a couple real quick. So on EA Access or the Origin Access, I played Sea of Solitude, which is like a, it looks like Rhyme. It's got this cel-shaded art style. It's kind of this girl's, um, I thought it was going to be about depression or something. It's one of those walking sim sad games. Yeah, I've, then, I've seen it because aren't you in a boat for some of it too? You're in a boat for okay. a lot of it. Okay. Um, but it ends up being more about her interpersonal relationships and it starts off and I'm like, this game's terrible. But I beat I beat, beat the game. It's only like three hours. And the more I played it, the more I liked it, and the more I thought it was interesting. And it does some really cool stuff. Um, but it's just kind of fine. Uh, I think if you're looking for a, a game like this that is uh, kind of an emotional story um, with light platforming and, and uh, light puzzle solving and collecting and things like that, uh, it's fine. But play rhyme uh that is a excellent game a much longer game uh and i'm pretty sure i it, at least teared up at the end of that game it's very very touching good game okay so you'd uh, recommend rhyme over sea of solitude yes see it's not that sea of solitude was bad it didn't start off very good but uh i i liked it i don't re like i don't regret the night i spent playing it but it's not like oh my gosh <laughs> I couldn't, that was, uh, whereas Rhyme, I think, was in my top 10 that year. Um, and of games like that, if you like that type of game, I think that's a better game. If you've already played that, by all means. Uh, another game I played, perhaps more interesting to you, Mr. Sony Man, yeah. was Concrete Genie. Ooh. Uh, all right. Which was a fun couple of, I don't know, it was like six hours maybe, maybe four or five to play and beat um it's fun this is another it's fine yeah it's cool yeah. to to create your little genies 
and to see him walking around and to saw the little puzzles and the paint on the walls and stuff. That's cool. The story is kind of okay. I hate the art style for the faces. They look like uh, the, like, what is it? The Franken bash, whatever, like the, um, shit, the red nose reindeer, <laughs> Rudolph the red. Oh reindeer. my God. I'm <laughs> having <laughs> a stroke. Um, it looks like that where their mouths are like four frames that just keep swapping between each other. If you watch, watch a cutscene of that game and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was so distracting. Oh my gosh. And I hated it. And the story is just like, bullying's bad. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Didn't have to tell me. Uh, and it's like, okay, it's fine. It was fine. Um, again, I don't regret playing it. But it, it was it was one of those things. I got that from Gamefly, like every other goddamn thing. <laughs> and I played it the first night I got it. I played it the next morning, and I put it back in the mail because that was it. It was done. I never need to play that game again. But it was cool enough, I suppose. Okay. All right. Not exactly a, a ringing endorsement. I What else is on this list? Was, really it, um, was Concrete Genie pretty short? Yeah. It was maybe five hours or so. Okay. Damn, that's really fucking short. Maybe six. I, uh, like I said, I played it in basically two sittings. Wow. Okay. So I think it was closer to five. Hmm. Um, not a terribly long game. I played a little bit of Borderlands 3, and I liked it. I liked the gameplay of it, but I played 75,000 other things, so I I need to go back to that. Um, And actually, we'll we'll stop here. You talk about Jedi, because I'm interested in hearing what you think of the the final. I I was going to say with Borderlands 3, like, I like Borderlands for the most part. I, for some reason, I just cannot give a shit about that game. I don't know why. I just I have no desire to play it, even though I know it's fun. It's fun. It just it just feels like Borderlands, and that's it's got good enough shooting. It was on Black Friday, so I bought it. You know. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. So I finished Jedi Fallen Order. I did not complete it 100, percent but I like I mainly I just wanted to finish it because of the story. I didn't, I didn't want it to get spoiled for me. And I'm not going to spoil it here, so don't be scared, everybody. But damn. Leia's in it. I, yeah, Leia's in it. <laughs> He's I, a playable character. I love that game. It is still yeah. janky as fuck. It is still, <laughs> like, I don't know. There, there's something about it that the combat, like, is nowhere near Sekiro, you know, as far as, like, what they were going for. Mm-hmm. But I like it. I had some frustrating moments yeah. with the way it played at some certain points, like with the way you parry and stuff like that. But damn, did I have fun playing that game. And I would love to go back and maybe go back through a lot of the levels and maybe look for hidden things. But like now that I've beaten the main story and I'm like, I have a backlog to get to, I have, don't really like, I'm probably not going to do that. But I love that game i love the characters and i love the crazy thing at the end and Mm -hmm. it it hit me just like the same way like rogue one hit me so it's just like this great ending that really made me want more it was really cool i don't know if i mentioned this when we talked about it last but what i liked about that game was how with the plot how it touched upon light and dark 
dark yeah. side shit and how good characters were tempted by the dark side and and how it wasn't just a good evil oh i'm pure good i'm pure it kind of had shades with several characters yeah and and that was really cool and of course the last hour or whatever is is really cool the thing the thing i'll say now this might be controversial <gasps> so obviously like the prequels and you know all like the newer movies are getting a ton of hate right they've always had sure. hate. you know star wars fandoms one of the worst ones um <laughs> but if you think about the dialogue in the prequels how it sounded like they were in a hamlet play and how they say yes master and like my lady and like i hate that fucking dialogue and i'm so glad <laughs> that now that george lucas isn't writing these fucking movies we don't have that bullshit in there that now they speak normal and it actually makes <laughs> it to where the story is good <laughs> like in this game like this dude's talking normal everyone's talking normal nobody's yeah, saying normal. nobody's saying me lady and master over and over again like they say master me here lady. and there but like the way they talk like if you go back and watch the prequels the dialogue in those movies is horrendous as fuck and oh yeah <laughs> even without the miladies it's bad i'm so glad that shit's gone and that really helped this game like the story and the characters really just be i don't know like like i was able to really like them and even the main character at first i was like calcas is kind of like a blank slate kind of boring kind of bland but as he went on and seeing his relationship with bd and how he interacts with seer and with grizz or grease or whatever and um the other character that comes along eventually like they're they they just i think they did a really good job building like characters that i want to see more of they gave Mm -hmm. me gameplay that i did enjoy although hopefully you know next time out is a little bit more polished and just a little bit i don't know it doesn't have to be sekiro you don't have to go the route of dark souls like you can still make a good action game without all that extra bullshit um, yeah maybe give them a blaster next time so i'm not running up and shooting fucking or you slicing can throw your you can throw the lightsaber yeah but you know he should still have a blaster why not like dude dude didn't have a lightsaber for who knows how long suddenly he's got fucking like suddenly he's not gonna use a blaster like why not i just think it's uh, weird yeah. I, I wish he had a blaster i think it'd be cool give me some sniping you know moments that's fine know, whatever um but yeah, I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a really great game and it's definitely going to be on my um, game of the year list. And man, it's uh it definitely started climbing up that list pretty quickly when, once I got to the end. Yeah. There's a lot of solid moments. It's just, it's just fun to play. Even, even like the boss battles, like especially the, that last one um, yep. with like the night sister, I, or whatever her name, I think that's her name. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I know her actual name. I just don't want to say it. But um, even though I was getting frustrated at certain points because I felt like some of the hits were unfair and I was getting like suddenly my blocks weren't working and it was kind of frustrating. But man, did I fucking get fired up every time I went back in to fight her? <laughs> and I I think I died maybe like five times. Um, it, it's just great, man. I, I had a great time with that game. Cool. Yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I still have 35 games to go through on my list since you left me for so long. <laughs> uh, I played through 
the new Call of Duty campaign. Damn. And so I played this game. 5.1 surround sound, 4K, HDR. It's a way to do it. This game is intense. Nice. It is really, really good. Uh, as a Call of Duty campaign, obviously this is not. It's it's like a specific type of shooter, uh, and they do such a great job at it. It has a lot of uh, kind of I, I want to say confidence almost to just oh, this is the mission and you're going to play this mission and you're going to kill like three people because you're just raiding a house. Yeah. Yeah. And you're you're like SEAL team sixing it up with these people and that's it works so well and you feel like a badass but you're just on the edge of your seat. There's one mission where you are guiding, it's not the whole mission, but you're guiding this woman through security cameras. Like, so she can sneak past people so she doesn't get killed. And it just does things like that, where it's not just shooting the entire time. Um, the second mission in the game is is brutal. And is why I bring up the surround sound and all that. Because it is a terrorist bombing in a London street. Oh, damn. Okay. So it's really and it intense. And it is scary. Because this van just blows up, and then there's gunfire, and you're like, I don't know where it's coming from. What is happening? And there's people running, and things are blowing up, and the lights are flashing. What the fuck? It is chaos, and they did such a great job with that section. Damn. Uh, it, it is very cool. I love a lot of the characters in this. Uh, it's tough to remember a lot of this stuff, because I played this Thanksgiving, like the day before Thanksgiving. I played the majority of it. Um, but I, I highly recommend, it's not like, oh, this is going to be my game of the year now, but very solid single player campaign. Nice. Uh, All right. I liked, uh, where the story ended, where it went. Um, it tries some things where you're sneaking around. It, it tries to do things that aren't just shooting. I mean, granted there are levels that are a lot of shooting, but it peppers these other things throughout where like this one level where you have like a laser sight. And if you flash the laser at something, a missile hits it. So you're just kind of pointing at things and, sh and blowing them up. And okay. then at the, at the end, they just like, okay, here's a bunch of guns and you have the laser sight when you want to use it. So you're using all these different tools you've used throughout the game. It's, it was really cool. It's a really, really good shoot. I think it's one of the best first person shooter campaigns uh, we've had in a long time, probably since, you know, the Titanfall 2 time. It's been many years since we've had a first-person shooter this good. Okay. Damn. I, I want to play it. It's good. I definitely want you to play it so we can talk about it. It's really cool. <sighs> I know. Um, I want to play it. One other surprise. I downloaded Need for Speed Heat. Oh, I was going to ask if you did, too. <laughs> I did. Of course I did. And I played about six or so hours of it. That's a really good game. That's a, yeah, I don't I would know say why. That's a lot of hours to put in. Uh, yeah, because it's just it's fun. I don't know why EA chose to just not talk about this game at all yeah. ever and just be like, I guess it's coming. Here's the game. Yeah. Like, this is almost Burnout Paradise. E, uh, it's very similar to that, um, where there's just like an open map and you're doing all this whatever. Um, 
it's a totally solid game. I, it's very drifty where you have to uh, release the the gas and then pump it, hit it again to like drift. And you have to drift on every corner and really hit it and really start to upgrade your car. And I like the progression was slow. It wasn't like I was winning every race. There were many story missions where I failed. It's like, shit, I need, I hit that corner bad. I need to, how do I, like, I need to use the handbrake to drift around this perfect. And it's really cool. And they do this thing where you can drive at night or during the day. And during the day, all the races give you money. But during the night, they give you street cred. Nice. And how you, you know, you'll get street cred for winning night races, but also for doing like little objectives, um, like crashing into a sign or whatever, or um, crashing the cops and getting into police chases and getting away. But if you get busted by the cops, you lose a lot of the stuff that you had that night. Oh, so you shit. can keep pushing it yeah. and like get a higher multiplier and more cred to level up. But if you get busted, you're going to lose a lot of that. And that was a really cool way to just, for no reason, have fun around driving at night. Would you uh, say it is the Dark Souls of racing games? It is definitely the Dark Souls of racing. And <laughs> the story is a giant mess. It, it's literally like they watched the first Fast and the Furious movie and said, let's make that the, like the, Let's make all the characters talk like that. There's this one, like this one girl gets her uh, like car impounded or something. I don't remember because it's it's just a bunch of nonsense. And she's like, you know, I just am behind the wheel. I feel like I can do anything, but without it, um, nothing. Just what? What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, so they're about as corny as like a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> it was it was Fast and Furious one levels of stupid, and I loved how dumb it was. That's a very good game. Like if you pick that up for half price right now, you are not going to be disappointed. If you just want a fun driving around racing game, very good nice. game. Shocking, <laughs> I know. I was hoping you'd check it out because I was like, like I had heard good and bad things about it. Um, but you know, it's it's a racing game. It's just going to be a fun game. So I was wondering about it. It was. I really liked it. It was. It was at the point where I went on their store and I was like, how much? is it on black friday and it was just like too much i'm like i'm not gonna pay 40 dollars for this but <laughs> i'll pay 20 yeah hands yeah. down easily i'll pay 20 to play that game really good nice. uh <laughs> one more one more game my okay. final game i mean this is literally all the games i've played in the last two weeks it seems like a lot but oh i played death stranding too but we'll get to that next week okay played 30 more hours of that game awesome oh jeez. i got from gamefly the Surge 2. Oh, okay. Interesting. So another Souls-like game for me to play. Yeah. Um, this one changes things up where you can... And you could do this in the first one, where you can target um, limbs. And then, like, oh, I'm targeting this guy's right arm, and he's got armor on it. If I attack his right arm and I sever it off, I can probably get maybe that piece of armor, a schematic for that piece of armor, or just armor parts for the armor you chop off his head and you get the armor parts for the head the helmet or the chest piece or the leg piece or whatever so that's how you craft different pieces of armor uh, and, that, and that's kind of the whole loop of that game is more about getting another schematic and upgrading it and uh doing that as opposed to leveling up you like you don't really have stats necessarily you have a few but it's like health stamina and uh 
mana, basically. Everything else is just from the armor. Okay. And the other thing it adds that I thought was really cool is a a guard direction. So if you're lock if you're guarding and someone's attacking you, you have a chance to perfect parry, perfect block them by pressing the right analog stick in up, down, left, or right at the right timing. Um, and then you, once you do that, they're stunned, and then you can hit them, right? That's a really cool new thing that I enjoyed. And I played about seven hours of this game. Yeah. But I'm not really loving it. It's just fine. It has the same problems the first one has where it's like this map kind of sucks to tell me where to go. I'm getting lost. It's not lost, but it's unclear where I should go. Okay. Uh, Where I quit the game or quit the game was so dramatic. Where I stopped playing was like, oh, you need to go to the the Cloud9 bar. Like, okay, where is that? And then I find an in-game map, because I don't have a map, but the game has a little map. And I look at it and I go, I guess that's that way. I don't know. I don't know why I would know. And then I have to wander around and try to get to places I don't know where they're going. I feel like some of the combat setups are just not very well thought out or put together. The combat's it's just not as refined. It's the same as Jedi Fallen Order, where it's just not as refined as a Souls game. Yeah. As a, I, as a FromSoft game. I always wondered um, about the Surge, because, I don't know, it looked interesting to me, and but it looked also, like, heavy. Like, your guy, like, your character's really heavy and kind of slow. Although that, that, it is kind of it is kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it. I might try it, because I think I'm pretty sure they gave, it, they gave out the first one for PS Plus. So it might be on yes, there. So I, I might, so. I might have it, but I've just never wanted to like play it. <laughs> it's fun. I played about the same amount of the, the first one. It's just, it's missing something. The maps feel small and very, very like almost claustrophobic at times. Uh, you can run into something. It's like, I don't even know how to fight this. Why is this being so annoying? I don't understand. And it's not in the soul's way of like, oh, okay, I should have blocked. It's the like, what the fuck just blew up? Oh, God damn it. It's <laughs> it's like that. And then uh, I when I looked up just to see how far I was. And then I looked at this person and their stats were like twice mine. And it was because they there's this guy that they just killed and took his armor. And then now they have twice the amount of defense. And I'm like, okay, well, that's the loop of the game. Like I said earlier, you have to just grind for materials and get that guy's armor and now you have better armor and your defense is like not 170 now it's 250 and you're that much better okay and the first main boss i fought was fine like it's i don't know some of it's so cool because it like slows down time and makes it really dramatic when you chop off the guy's arms and stuff and it it's really fun to perfect block them and attack them and learn like this attack is good against armor and this attack is good against uh when it's not armored and targeting the different limbs there's a lot to like there but it just doesn't something about it just doesn't mesh quite right and it's it's many little things i feel like yeah i feel like so when i look at neo right it seems interesting and obviously it's like similar to dark souls in many ways Mm -hmm. 
when I look at the surge, nothing makes me want to play it. It's I I don't really see anything interesting about it. And I'm obviously I haven't played it, so I don't know. But I just feel like certain games will draw you in just looking at them, knowing kind sure. of what they have to offer. And for I don't know why the surge. Every time I I saw it, I always thought I got it maybe mixed up with another game that looked similar. But so I just like had never had any interest in playing it. It's pretty generic looking. It, it's I like the surge too, but it, I you know. It's Gamefly again, so go away, game. I need to get another <laughs> one. But it was like I, I've I've played enough, you know. Like I'm at the next area. Okay, this area is different. It's more grassy and like outsidey kind of looking. Okay, cool. But it just does have that kind of genericy. Okay, it's just okay. If to me, it reminded me a lot of Code Vein, except. Code Vein is more like Dark Souls 1 and has an interesting anime story where this has interesting combat elements that aren't refined and a story that is just very not interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. To the point of, like, I don't care about anything anyone's telling me and they're telling me to do things. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about or where you're telling me to go. And it's trying to have its, like, we're an RPG. Go this way to find the thing. I'm like, you're not telling me where that is, though. <laughs> Yeah, and there's no. It's not like control where, uh, oh, there's signs and shit. Like I gotta go out of my way to find this thing. I'm like, where the fuck am I going the right way? I don't even know. But it, it's fine. Yeah. It's enjoyable enough. In a year where Sekiro came out, just play that. Okay. All right. That's it. That's all I played. I swear. Okay. I did play Pokemon. I finished the main story. Um, there's more after that. I just like, once I finished, once I rolled credits on that game, I was like, okay, all right, on to the next one. <laughs> I'm still going to play yeah. it. Like, you know, cause there's all this end game stuff, but, um, I gotta say, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, fun little Pokemon game. I, th- I thought that the gym challenges were different. Um, it really kind of, uh, made things interesting when certain matches didn't have the Gigantamax stuff. Okay. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Um, I, I find the newer Pokemon very interesting. Um, I try to make my party as little, like involving very little older Pokemon from like, especially the original 150. I try to like limit that to like basically zero. Um, okay. cause I was kind of like bored of those, but, um, I think the wild area, which is kind of like the big open world area of that game is really fucking cool. And it's kind of where you go and do your, like, max raid battles. And it's just so... It, it's kind of of a big area, and it's very different in certain spots. Like, it's got, like, a weather system. And you'll find different types of Pokemon in each area, depending on the weather. I, I just think they did really some something interesting. Now, that big open world game that we were looking for, I, I think I was really, like judgmental about it at first when i started playing it and just being disappointed with like the lack of you know it being an open world and being this like revolutionary console pokemon game which i guess my expectations were probably a bit too high um but i think the wild area does really make up a lot of that and really kind of almost redeems it in a way because it is really a cool part of that game and I'm looking forward to just playing more of the end game stuff and 
now I'm like on the part where I'm looking for the legendary shield and sword dumb looking Pokemon. And uh, <laughs> they're they're dumb looking, they're stupid. <laughs> but Wait, which one you have shield or sword? I have shield, so I'm like gonna look for the stupid shield face. And I hate him. <laughs> they're just so dumb. But um I, I don't know. I, the one thing I will say and I tweeted about this, um the rival you know you always have to have a rival in this game. Mm-hmm. I would I have to say that the rival from Pokemon Sword and Shield is probably my least favorite, not only of all of the rivals, but is my least favorite thing about this game. Jesus. All bad things aside about the game, you know, not being this huge open world, not having the whole national decks, all that shit. That character is so unlikable and so annoying. I wish he would have just turned because I beat the shit out of him every match I could. And I just wish he would have turned evil or something and become like the main villain. Like, why not do that? This this kid has hopes and dreams just like you. Um, his brother's an undefeated champion, and you basically destroy him all the way up to where you beat his brother. Like, and he doesn't. He still doesn't get mad. Like, dude, I just like ruined your future, made you look like a fool in front of everybody, and I even <laughs> took down your brother. And you're not gonna get pissed off at me. Like, oh, shucks. He's just like, oh, man, I lost. It's like, no, dude. You're a loser and you don't. You're not good enough to be my rival. Get out of my face. I should have left you behind at the first gym. (laughs) (laughs) I should have. We were on that boat earlier. I should have just thrown you in. Kicked you off the damn boat. But, um, yeah, I I was uh, definitely. It it was a good turnaround for that game. Because initially I was like, that's just another Pokemon game. It's going to be good. And I actually came out on the other end, like really liking it and lo- looking forward to p- playing more. And I really do enjoy the newer Pokemon. I think they did some cool things. Um, there's still some that look stupid and I'm never yeah. going to use, but that's with every generation. So can't be too mad at that. Yeah. That... I know we, we love Geodude. Geodude is a rock with arms. Okay. He's fucking stupid. We only like, like it because it's one of the originals. Like, I feel bad for some of the Pokemon. When you really look at them and you're just like, how do you function? How do you live? How do you live? You can't hold anything. You have no legs. You don't even have a body, really. You're just a rock with They're arms. horrifying. Like, it's, yeah. There's just... Some of them are literally magnets. What the fuck does that yeah. mean? Like, you it's are you are literally a garbage, a pile of garbage. What are you? Or, or a pile of slime. Yeah. Like, just, what? Ugh. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. Well, why do they live? They, they're gross. <laughs> the, uh, this world is horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Get me out of here. Disgusting. Oh man. Good times. Good times. But it's good times. Um. Other than that, I played. Uh. I've been obviously I, my love for League of Legends has been growing. Um, no. So I've been playing a few more matches. Um. Uh, I'm still shit. Um. <laughs> but I downloaded um a game on mobile because I knew I was gonna be away from my pc when i went to california so i downloaded mobile legends and uh i played that and it's it's basically league of legends but for mobile um until that comes out eventually but it's fun it's i actually ended up really liking it and it's a good time and it kind of like helped me get a little bit better at league of legends because i'm playing a similar type character and uh yeah i think that's pretty much all I played. I do plan on going back to Sekiro 
Kingdom Hearts 3 and, um, you know, getting back to the backlog grind that is basically casting a huge shadow on me and making me feel mm-hmm. really anxious. There's a lot. There's a lot of little, smally things. There's a ton of indie games I want to play that... Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. There's, there's still a lot to go through, and so we'll most likely be doing our Game of the Year list or podcast, um, which we'll plan that out and figure that out um, sometime in January, for sure. I think it gives us a little yeah, bit more closer time. closer to the start. It, it'll give us more time to like not only finish games that we still need to finish or play 2019 games that we need to play, but it'll also give us the time to like kind of reflect on the games. So at least we're not like coming hot off the heels of like um, Pokemon and be like that that game was fun. It's the most recent game I played, and now it's my game of the year. Exactly. We're gonna give time for some of those things to settle and kind of like rethink and reflect as we do. A reflect is a Pokemon move. It is. It is. I hate it. It sucks. Cool. Cool. Well, Ben, I think. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think we said a lot of words. Yes. We went through the years. We yes. aged even more as we went through the years and looked back. And uh, now we look yes. towards the future of video games. And uh, if it's anything like Google Stadia, uh, we're in trouble. It's going to be artifacty and shitty. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. And it's going to cost more than it does on other consoles. So <laughs> can't wait for that. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it here for us. Catch us next week for another episode of Final Checkpoint. Don't forget to hit us up on social media. And, of course, uh, finalcheckpointpod at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.